Real Fun DC. Hospitality and a little bit of sass are always on the menu. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Hello and welcome to Industry Night with me, Nikki Nellis. The show that takes you on a deep dive into the happenings of the hospitality industry. Now sometimes there's a focus on culture and sometimes there's a focus on travel trends and sometimes there's a focus on passion projects, but it really all comes back to the industry. Now, usually at the start of the show, I take you on a virtual tour of my culinary adventures and travel. And I do want to tell you about my fab trip up to New York City and also my catch-up dinner with good friends, chefs Michael Mina and Adam Sobel. But I've got a pretty good crew looking at me right now on Zoom, and I want to get on with this show. So we'll catch up on all my adventures next week. Now. DC Central Kitchen's Mike Curtin has been a regular on Industry Night since we launched in the Line Hotel five years ago. He has also made regular appearances on Foodie and the Beast over the last 14 years, including just this past weekend. Now, the last two years, Mike and I have talked a lot about how DC Central Kitchen has had to twist and swivel to continue with its mission, which is why I'm so excited to talk to Mike today about kind of the return to normal, I'm afraid to say it out loud, but DC Central Kitchen's Capital Food Fight is back. Now with Mike is top chef judge himself, Tom Colicchio of Crafted Hospitality, and you have totally seen him be super judgy. Um, former champ of the Cat Food Fight, Chef Riz Lacoste, and one of this year's contenders, Ben Lambert. Everyone, thanks for joining me today. Well, it's great to see you again, Nikki. Thanks a lot. And I, 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 I literally cannot walk down the street in D.C. without, without someone saying, Hey, weren't you on Foodie and the Beast or Industry Night with Nikki and Alice? You know, it's, 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 it's remarkable. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, the last couple months have been as intense as the last two years have been. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, we've had to have twist and swivel. And I really appreciate you saying that as opposed to the P word that everyone uses way too much. I know we had yeah. to come up with, I had to come up with something else. But I will give swivel <laughs> credit to where credit is due. That came from Jonathan Crin. Well, so. I love it. I'm going to use that. So we, we have been twisting and swiveling. Um, as, as you know, uh, we've spent 30 some years now telling people that we're really not about food. We're about training. We're about empowerment. We're about liberation. We're about putting people on a path to self-sufficiency. Um, but for the last two years, we've really been about food, about meeting. And that's because we always want to meet the community where they are, get the community what they need. And that has been meals. It's been groceries. Uh, it's been going out and, and doing that at, at mobile sites, over 200 around the city. It's been adding two food trucks to our, our portfolio where we are now hitting the streets and, and handing out meals in the neighborhoods where the schools are, where kids still just aren't coming to school. So it, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot. It's been intense, uh, but it's been amazingly rewarding to see the effort of our staff, our team, most of whom are graduates from our culinary job training program, and to see what they have done and how they have done it so so brilliantly and heroically over the last two years. Well, so let's talk a little bit about what that's like, like with these, uh, Mike, to you, with these um, food trucks and where the food is being prepped and how that's working. 
So we, we've been doing all of this work, uh, all the prep work in our two kitchens, one where I'm standing right now in the basement of a decaying or decrepit homeless shelter at 2nd and D Northwest. And then we have another facility in Northeast. Uh, but, but the beauty and, and what's really been this, this literal and figurative light at the end of this dark COVID tunnel is the new headquarters that we will move into on Buzzard Point. Um, in a building that has one of our competitors in the food fight. Benjamin Lambert is the, the chef there. He'll be uh, joining us later. He's popped on. We yes. will see him. Okay. And we will be moving into that space into 36,000 glorious square feet of brand new state-of-the-art kitchen and training facilities uh, that will allow us to combine all of these efforts and, and, and provide the kind of support that, that I believe more people have seen uh, the need for during this pandemic. Um, I think that, that, that people have really, un, most have, have now have a greater understanding of the fragility of the food system uh, and how many of our neighbors are really on that fine line between being food secure and food insecure. Uh, and, and we need a place where we can respond uh, eff efficiently and effectively to these kinds of crises, as well as continue the ongoing systemic work that we've been engaged in for three decades. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So, you know, you you were pulling away from food. You were focusing more on empowerment for people. And so now are you able to combine those better? Is, is Has the pandemic given you this opportunity to really make DC Central Kitchen more effective? Sure. I, I, th I think in many ways, certainly, we have learned a lot in, a, in this business. Um, if you don't learn something every day, you're not doing it right. Right. Uh, and it's the same that we've been doing here. Um, I, I think that, that that food always has been, as we say, our tool, our tool to strengthen bodies, empower minds, and build communities. Uh, and, and and while we we've never gotten away from food necessarily, we wanted in folks to to understand that food food alone will not end hunger. That we will not feed our way out of hunger. If that were the case. Um, you know, we're doing 12,000 meals a day, Nikki, and this is one little operation in one city in America. And if, and if that, if, if food alone were the answer, we'd be done. Right. So we can't, we can't stop at food and we, we have to, we, we have to go further. But I think what's happened now is the conversation has expanded. Uh, and this is what the kitchen has always been about is about elevating that discussion. And mm -hmm. I think, again, if there is a silver lining to be found in this dark cloud, that certainly is, is it. No, I think there's lots of silver linings. I, I totally agree with you. And, and that is uh, so good to hear. And uh, for those of you who do listen to Foodie and the Beast, Mike was on this weekend and we really dove down deep with about what DC Central Kitchen is doing. So you should totally check out that episode. Um, but now let's talk about why we're here today, Mike, because this is kind of exciting. Um, the Capital Food Fight is back. I mean, 18 years old and I mean, I was at the very first one. So it's so exciting after the last two years to bring it back. How did you guys like figure it out? Because it's it's been hard. Well, I, I think we, we figured this out like a lot of things have happened for us lately. I, I, I sort of think that we've been working really, really hard for 33 years to catch a break or to get lucky. You know, and, and it just sort of feels like we might be skiing downhill just a little bit right now. So when, when, when COVID hit uh, in the, the, the spring, I guess, of, of 2020, um, we were planning for the food fight then in, in November 2020 uh, mm -hmm. and immediately said, you know what, this just isn't going to work. We have to switch to this, this, this virtual model. And, and we, we did, <laughs> not comfortably necessarily, but we did it. 
Um, and, and I felt, you know, I think we produced an incredibly good product because we made that decision and didn't look back. Right. So, so likewise, um, we looked at last November and to, to go live again. And pretty early on, we saw that this might not be going in the right direction. So we said, nope, we, 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 we swiveled um, to saying, okay, we're not going to do it in November. We're going to pick a date in, in the spring. And that's when we're going to do it or we're not. We're not going to go back to hybrid or virtual. We're right, in or out, pick a lane. Decision, say this is it going forward. And, and we went full bore ahead on April. And I think we might have thread that needle, threaded that needle, hit that bullseye. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it appears now that we are on target to bring people back in one of these, you know, again, these, these monster events that people so look forward to uh, in, a, in a really, really cool way at a, at a time when I think it's so important for all of us. Yeah, I mean, there's so much um, joy out there when people get together. It's like there's an exuberance because it, it has been a long time. So let's talk about for the people who haven't been, and if you haven't been, what's wrong with you? But the people who haven't been to Capital Food Fight, can you just give them the overall premise of what it is and what, what's happening? Sure, so think a, a monster cocktail party in one of the city's coolest venues with multiple dozens of the city's best restaurants and hottest, uh, uh, mixologists, mm -hmm. hospitalians, folks uh, showing off what they do to to bring you together, to entertain you, to feed you, to make you happy. And and while we are doing that, we are watching on stage four of the city's hottest chefs compete in an Iron Chef kind of competition. Um, or like a Top Chef. Like top Chef. Well, you know, I, I was trying to. You know, it's it's more one on. It's it's one on one, so I guess that's a little more Iron Chef than Top Chef okay. at first. So there, there's there is the secret ingredient piece. So I think that's Iron Chef esque. I don't know. Uh -huh. um, yeah, Mike. Hey, hey, Mike. 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 Hey, Mike. That was a tease, Mike. That was a tease. <laughs> uh, on the phone, so, Mr. Colicchio, How are you? So I, I don't have your cell number uh, memorized, Tom. I didn't realize that was you there. Okay, so Mike. Mike, I'm, I'm going to you. Mike, I'm going to put a pin in you for a moment. Mr. Colicchio, since you joined us. Hi, Tom. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, how are you doing? I, hey, Tommy. Good. So listen. Um, so I actually interviewed you for a TV spot about 10 or 12 years ago with Anthony Bourdain at the Ritz-Carlton for this very event. Um, this is when yeah. Jose Andres was booming from the stage. I'm sure you remember as an MC. So you've been yep. judging this. You've been a part of this competition for a very long time. Um, how'd you get involved? Um, you know, years ago, um, Mike uh, toured, uh, did a tour of DC Central Kitchen. And, uh, you know, I just love what they're doing. Um, you know, it's really about empowerment. I mean, yes, the mission is to feed people. Yes, the mission is to give people life skills. And they were just doing a, a, a you know, just a, a great job. It was a great model. And, uh, and uh, so I've been, I've been a fan for a long time. And, you know, obviously uh, very involved in, in, in anti-hunger initiatives um, mm -hmm. uh, with the film that my wife did a place at the table and, and a lot of work with uh, food policy action uh, actually on the Hill, uh, trying to bring the you know, attention to what we can do to end hunger in this country. And so, uh, you know, and of course, you know, it's hard to say no to Jose, as the world is finding out now. And yes, so, it is. Uh, that is very yeah, true. So, so, 
Yeah, and so it's it's, it's been a great organization, and uh, I'm just you know really always thrilled that I can, I can help out. Well, I mean, I do think it's amazing. Given I'm sure people ask you to do a lot all the time because your face brings so much value and your your talent. But um, so it's so great that you keep coming back because you've done this a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's, you, know, you know what I'm looking forward to. I think you talked about a little while ago. I have been you know pretty much at home the last two years. Right. I think I've been on a plane maybe four times. I am just you know really kind of looking forward to getting around people and being out there and and uh so i'm looking forward to this year i have no uh, doubt uh, all right yeah. so let me ask yeah, this is, you again, this, is, this is an easy lift this is a very easy lift well that uh, is good to hear you know, there's hard lift and easy lift you know if you had to go there and cook 300 you know plates of food and that all of a sudden becomes a hard lift i mean sitting on that stage hanging out just making commentary with your friends i mean that's that's an easy easy thing to do well, let's talk about that commentary for a minute. Um, you know, how did you go from, I mean, I know you're a professional chef and restaurateur and you still do that, but you're also pretty judgy. So how do you become a professional yeah. judge? Um, well, without going to law school, um, <laughs> um, you know, I got a phone call from a, from a producer of the show out of the blue saying, hey, we're producing the show. We think you'd be great. And my answer was, nah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another reality show out there uh, around food and restaurants, and I just, you know, it wasn't going very well. So I was like, nah, not my thing. And then he came back and said, listen, this is a different kind of show. It's, it's not about you. It's a reality competition show. And they said, we also produced Project Runway and Project Greenlight, which I knew Project Greenlight. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of tapes on, on Runway. And, um, but I still didn't want to do it. And I said, no. And they finally said, well, we'd like to send someone with a camera and just get you on, you know, record it. I said, okay. They called back. They said, that went really well. Can you come out to LA for a proper screen test? No, I don't want to do that. And so this was actually a Jeopardy question. You know, who said no three times before accepting the role in Tasha? Oh my God, isn't that um, funny? And uh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I um, I decided to, you know, take a shot at it and see what happens. And, um, you know, obviously I can talk about food and and to me, that's what it was. It wasn't, a, you know, it, it, we, thought, we figured out very early on that we had to have a real honest conversation about food because the, the, you, know, you can't eat the food. If you're watching the show, you can't eat it. So the only way you can experience it is through our experience and then the retelling of that. And mm-hmm. so the show was never about personally going after someone. It was really just speaking to, you know, you know, criticism about food. And but for me, I wasn't looking at it as a food critic or a judge like that. For me, I was looking at where, these are cooks in my kitchen. They're creating dishes, and I'm going to give them feedback, not criticism, feedback on 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 how they can make these dishes better, in, in my opinion. And right. that was really it. Well, I think that's so important, and I have to be honest with you. I really do feel that Top Chef has changed the conversation of restaurants and food in this country because of its national presence. So I think that people who mm-hmm. maybe didn't live in an area where – there were certain kinds of restaurants. They've now been educated on it. I mean, there is a much educated consumer out there than there was yeah. 10 yeah. or 15 years ago. And yeah. I think Top Chess really has a lot to do with it. Yeah, a lot of times I'm in a restaurant, I overhear a conversation. And it's like listening to myself and Todd Mungale talking at a table. It's very funny. <laughs> I think that this is true because when we're asked it, maybe a little, and it's like, oh, God, we create a monster here. But no, it has. And, you know, the coolest thing I think that people get, and I've heard this from especially creative people, they are shocked 
that you can give someone a challenge and in if we say you have an hour to cook you have an hour to cook right and yes you got to go shopping maybe you can think about it while you're shopping but the idea that the creative process is so sped up you know especially like people who are actors or musicians where the process is not that fluid it takes a long time to write a screenplay or to you know with your acting it's, it's you know a couple months of doing one thing where this is you get a challenge it's in your head and it's on a plate in, you know hour and watching that process happen in real time is really cool. I, so, I, yeah, it's neat. And, you know, in fact, that there's so many young chefs who um, became, who are all good chefs to start with. We only, we only cast professional chefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that they, um, their careers just blow up after they're on the show. And uh, because they're, you know, there's a lot of attention to being called. So they're opening up restaurants and winning awards and, you know, that's something that we're all really, uh, you know, continue to be excited about. That we, well, one of your, so you've got a Top Chef alum participating in DC Central Kitchen's Capital Food Fight, uh, Brittany Anderson, who has a restaurant here in DC. She also has a restaurant in Richmond, um, but she was just on Top Chef. And then one of your alum, uh, Spike Mendelson, is like, what is he is he i'm seeing he's a part of the show too so it must be really wild to see all these people who have sort of traced through your life in a different capacity now be more peers with you yeah of course and, and that's that's always the fun thing when they you know you realize they become your peer i always tell people that if you really want to be successful the way to break through all the noise is you can't put someone on a pedestal mm-hmm. you put someone on a pedestal that's only as far as you're going to get you know we're all cooks doing our thing some are better right. than others some some are maybe has a little, have a little more experience than others, but we're all doing the same thing. So yeah, it is great when I start to have those conversations peer to peer as opposed to, and especially the further the you know, show goes, you know, the contestants from the last couple of seasons, they grew up watching the show. They were teenagers watching the show. Mm-hmm. And so they come into the kitchen and are like, oh my God, look there. And it's like, Just calm down, we're all custom. But yeah, once you get on a level where it's peer to peer, it's meaningful. I bet it is. All right. Well, just last question. So what are your judging requirements for the event at DC Central Kitchen? Since you've been doing it for so long, it must, what do you look for? I mean, we do have uh, Ben Lambert, who's going to be competing on the show uh, here. I'm sure he's yeah. Well, So tell us. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is really fast. It's a snap judgment. So it's real quick. And it's the way I judge everything. Is it cooked properly? Um, is it seasoned properly? Did they adhere to the challenge? That's it. You can pretty much deduce a lot from that, mm-hmm. um, especially in the time constraints that everybody's given. Things aren't, you know, it's, it's really basic stuff. Um, personality is completely out of it. But because it's like entertainment and it's live, you got to be snappy and you got to keep it fun because you get, you're entertaining a lot of people and that's what they're there for. So, um, right. you know, where Top Chef... You know, there's editing, and we spend hours, you know, talking about dishes. So the, the greatest hits get edited in. Where this, you got to be, you know, fast on your feet, and and uh, um, that's that's what makes it, you know, really uh, dynamic. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate you popping on and joining us, and uh, we will definitely look forward yeah. to you next week. Yeah, I, I yeah, I can't I can't wait to get down there, Mike. It's been seeing it for a while, um, but uh, love the work that you guys are doing, and, and you know, as long as as long as you're working, I'm supporting you. Okay. Right. Bye, Tom. Thanks so yeah. much. Thanks. All right. All right. Next Bye-bye. up, I have Riz Lacoste. She is one of the original players 18 years ago. She was asked to be a part of this. Now, Mike, I'm going to bring you in before Riz comes on because 
Can you just explain back in 18 years ago when you guys launched this, it wasn't like how it is today because today it's all local chefs, but what was it like in the beginning? Sure. So, well, not only was the the format different, just think about what you're just talking about with Tom, Uh the the food landscape in DC was wildly different 18 years ago. Uh Uh, It it did not have the breadth and of, of, options that we have now, the talent, the skill level that we see. Top Chef didn't exist. I don't think like, so all this stuff that's happened on TV that that has really allowed this event to grow was just getting going then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people didn't know who Tony Bourdain was at that point in the, you know, right. Kitchen Confidential had just come out. But, right. but, but we did have a stalwart group of DC professional chefs that were were running the scene then and of course risk was one of them along with her mentor bob kincaid uh roberto donna jeff boobin but not all at once so this you were so riz you were one of the first batches and not only did you win you won the next year too so c- come back come on the podcast tell me about tell me first of all let's catch up because i haven't talked to you in a while how are you doing how has the last two years been? Tell me what's happening for you, Riz. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I'm doing great. Um, last two years have been difficult for me as it has been for everyone in every industry um, mm-hmm. that exists, I think. Um, but we swiveled um, like crazy. We just kept on swiveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an unbelievable core staff who is with me and loves me and I love them, taking very good care of them financially. Just really making it happen, you know, every day. Uh, customers have been fabulous, and I have a wonderful clientele. So I, I am being this, you know, I'm being positive about everything, but not to say that it hasn't been really, really difficult. Very stressful. Um, I wear 10 hats now instead of nine hats or mm-hmm. eight hats or seven hats. Um, I really have no time. You know, I work and I, and I sleep, essentially. And like uh, I saw Jeffrey Boobin on the street not too long ago at Restaurant Depot, you know, it's our favorite place to meet. Um, like he said, we're working harder now than we ever have in our lives. And that is a fact, Jack. So um, as we're getting older and, and, you know, been in this business for a long time, it's been hard. But my business is back. You know, we don't have enough staff right now to cover the business. But business is back, which as all of us who are in business are very appreciative of that. Um, and just keep, you know, just keep praying that things go well. Um, so the answer is I'm doing great. Um, it, it truly, you know, truly I am blessed. Uh, that is so good to hear. No, listen, there's no, uh, there's nothing about you that doesn't say that you're probably one of the hardest working people I've ever met and known, and I've known you for a very long time. Um, so, but now when you were asked to participate in DC central kitchens, first capital food fight 18 years ago, were you like, Mike, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know what you want. Were you, did you get it? Do you understand? No, I think, uh, let me just uh, preface my answer by saying that I was, you know, collecting outer romaine leaves and bread um, at 21 Federal, giving right. it to Robert Egger, who was, you know, going around in his truck, like I do my deliveries today, uh-huh. um, going around his truck every day to restaurants and collecting food for Decent Central Kitchen. And that was when, 1989, uh, Mike? I think is uh, when it was started. And so I have been a, a, a huge devotee of DC Central Kitchen participant on the board. Mm-hmm. So I, I may have been on the board 18 years ago. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, 
But when, no, but when, believe me, when Mike asked me, I think I said no three or four times, didn't I, Mike? And then he wouldn't give up, you know, because, you know, he wanted, he wanted a, a woman in there, you know, he, he needed a girl chef. Mm -hmm. And I said, Mike, you know, because I am so not a competitor, you know, it's like I freak out, you know, I, I just don't, I'm not a competitor, you know, panic. Mm -hmm. So he finally talked me into it. I was working at 1789 at the time. So, you know, 21 Federal Kincaids had gone by. I'm at the 89. Uh -huh. And so I go round one first year. Round one comes along. I have no idea who I was up against. Uh, you know, uh, Mike named, you know, I know it was Boobin. It was Samuel Markinson. Um, It was who all, you know, lots of different people. Uh, Roberto, I think Wiedemeyer was in those first two or three years. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know, but I won. You know, and I was like, oh, my God, That's because if you win, you have to go back up again. Oh, and so, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I said, oh, no. You know, so I did. I went back up again and then I won the whole thing. So then well, when you win, you know, it feels kind of good. But yeah. I was just so scared. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm not a competitor. You know, Food, Food Network has asked me to be on many different shows. And I just say no, because I just can't do it. So but I won the food fight. So and then that means I went, came back the next year. And so let me ask you, I mean, now, I mean, Mike, it's changed so much, right? Because now chefs don't come back. Like Ben, if Ben wins, he can't come back over and over again, right? Right, right. So how did it change? Well, I, I think we, we got used to the rhythm, but we also realized that one of the things that we really, really want to do in this event is, is certainly this is, ultimately, this is a fundraising effort for DC Central Kitchen. Mm -hmm. But it is as much an event to shine a bright light on the restaurant and hospitality industry that has supported DC Central Kitchen for 33 years. Right. Uh, as, when Robert came up with this idea 33 years ago, most people thought it was a batshit crazy idea that would never work, except the batshit crazy people in the restaurant business who saw the brilliance and the simplicity of it and, and this, this righteous a circle of empowerment, liberation, and opportunity that was created by taking food from a restaurant that we thrown away, turning it into healthy food to get people to a better place. And while doing that, training individuals who were in that food line to go back and work in those same restaurants. Right. So th this, this, we, so we wanted to shine that light on as many restaurants and include as many people as we could. And mm -hmm. that's why we, we've, we've uh, you know, tossed that net wide and don't let people like Riz keep coming back and winning. And winning. Right. And over. Right. So now, Riz, but you've also been a judge, right? Right. Well, I won the second year, same same scenario. So flat out won. Uh -huh. So that's, I think, when they just go, and I came back the third year to compete again because I had won the second year. So I think after that is when they determined, well, no, we're not, bringing the, we're not bringing the star back. We'll bring the star back as a judge, or maybe not as a competitor. And like, like Mike just said, to, to open it up to a lot more people. Mm -hmm. So... That third year when I won, I remember we were we were given a partner that year to do something different. And my chef was from Boston. What's his name, um, Mike? Ken Oranger. Ken, Ken Oranger, Oranger, right. And he's this young buck from Boston, you know. So I'm like, I said, okay, you take, and we know as, as you know, people probably do know or don't know, I'm not sure. We're told the possible ingredients. We don't know what our ingredient will be. So somebody like me, you know, the valedictorian, a student, you know, I am testing that ingredient and I'm testing my 10 minute. Right. You've done the know, assignment. You're coming from here. Exactly, I know exactly what I'm going to make. So I gave the uh, lovely cauliflower Romanesco to uh, my chef partner. And when it came time to go on stage, lo and behold, 
Romanesco was the chosen thing for our competition, the chosen ingredient. And I had nothing planned, like foolish, foolish of me. So I remember, so, so um, Ken uh, didn't have anything planned either. You know, he just knew he was going to do a mesco. So I thought, oh my God. So here I am up there, not prepared, not failed miserably. I present my dish to uh, the judges, uh, one of which was Anthony Bourdain. He goes, risk, you know, you gave this one up, didn't you? You know, and just because it was year three. Right. And I and I just wanted to tell him, no way would I ever give up my crown, ever, 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 you know. So anyway, you, that was also, you could tell him that you're still wearing that tiara. It's still yeah, on your that's head. That's right. That's right. But anyway, that being said, long, long and short of it, yes, as I was a judge two or three or four times, I was host one time um, with Jose Andres. I, we were on the on the video version of it two years ago. I was a judge, so. Um, I am a devotee of DC Central Kitchen and for everyone out there, the food fight is, is truly, we've always said it was just the best food event of the year. One so of it's, re it's really fabulous. It's more energy than anything there. The chefs are all excited to be there. The competition is great. It's fun. So and, and many versions of it have happened in pastry competitions, all kinds of great things. So Thank you, Mike, for making it happen for 18 years. Well, I love that. Now, Riz, um, I'm about to talk to uh, one of the uh, Benjamin Lambert. He's going to be competing this year. Do you want to give him a piece of advice before we start talking? Sure. Be ready, Ben. Know your ingredients. Know your shelf, your pantry shelf. Um, make it simple. Make it easy and make it delicious and just have fun. You know, it really is fun. But you know that you can make delicious food. and so. Um, it, it just be ready just be ready you know so that's all so ben lampert of the point how are you thanks for joining us today how are you good 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 so tell me um let's talk a little bit about the point so people have an idea i mean i've been there the restaurant's fabulous it has one of the best views of the water and patios in the city um because it's such a unique area where you are um tell us a little bit about what you're doing there so we're focusing on seafood and, and basically our big wood fired grill area so that's that's the primary thing of it we've added some pizzas to the menu we've added sushi to the menu you know nice raw bar so mm -hmm. and i understand that you got the ingredients today for the capital food fight so like what do you think are you like excited yeah they're pretty generous with it they're what does that mean because we don't get the list so we don't know what that sounds like I like the ingredients. It's, that's it. They work well with what I do. Okay, good. So are you going to practice? Yep. Yes? Yep. Okay, yep. so Ben, what do you do to get ready to compete in this competition? I go home and watch Iron Chef, I think. Just get pumped up for it and see what they do and get myself in a really fast, fast motion to go. And just, I, really, I think fast anyway, so it should be pretty, it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, so your strategy is to watch TV. Is that what I'm getting from you, Ben? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, it really inspires me to do, you know, do different things and think fast. That's all. That's what okay. I, have. I put myself in the same mindset. Now, what do you think about some of your um, other competitors, like Brittany and some of the people you're competing against? Like, have you had their food? Do you know how they cook? Do you know what they do? Brittany, last week, she's really nice. And I've met Pepe before, you know, he's very nice as well. Uh, I don't know the other competitor very well, but, you know, I know those two, so. Okay, but you're not feeling like you got to take anybody down. Is that what I'm hearing from you, Ben? 
I am here to have fun. You know, the last ones that they had before them were like an old sous chef of mine. That would have been more fun for me, but. Oh, who was it? It was a chef from Rooster now. Oh, that is very, very cool. Well, we will look forward to seeing you up on stage uh, next week. Um, oh, well, when the show airs, it'll be on Thursday. Uh, Mike, why don't you pop on? Let's get all the details uh, for the event, where it is, how people can get tickets. And then also, if you could um, really sort of give people more info on like what Ben's going to be facing, because I feel like he doesn't know. So maybe we should share it with him. Sure. So so the event is is Thursday, April 7th at the Anthem on the Wharf. So one mm -hmm. of DC's hottest, coolest music venues and one of the hottest, coolest neighborhoods in town. Uh, we'll have, uh, I think we're at about 65 restaurants and mixologists serving up food and drink. Um, it's gonna be phenomenal. Uh, in addition to Spike Mendelson, who has been our, our host for many years, we'll have Tommy McFly and Kelly Collis as MCs. We'll have Tom Colicchio, who you heard from, uh, Kristen Kirsch, who's amazing, um, Top Chef champion, um, uh, Manit Chuhan, just uh, you know, a, a, a national treasure in the, the Indian spices and flavors she brings. And to I think you forgot about Ryan Zimmerman. Isn't Ryan Zimmerman going to be there? Right. Well, Andrew Andrew Zimmern will be there, and Ryan Zimmerman, we believe, will be there as well. He's okay. he has another engagement that day at another pretty cool event, but he'll be flying in to, to do ours. Uh, and we're always psyched to have him on the stage and to. Uh, uh, to have him be, you know, Mr. National be part, be part of the big event. So a, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of noise, a lot of great food, great camaraderie, uh, and, and a party thrown by this incredibly giving and generous hospitality community that mm -hmm. has really gone out of their way, as Riss was talking, and, and I know that Ben has been doing uh, over the last two years to keep, to keep good food in the community and keep people employed and, and keep our community together. Right. Well, and I did hear, you know, you and Riz talking before the show, you know, you are supplying people to the restaurants who are in desperate need of uh, staff. So it is amazing what DC Central Kitchen is doing. It, it, it's a great relationship we have with the, with this, uh, the hospitality community. And, you know, they, they've been supportive. They've been hiring partners for ours, for us for years. And, and we're looking to, we, you know, we're continuing that now. Um, I do, I, I guess I didn't mention, Nikki, uh, capitalfoodfight.org. Yeah, where you go to get your tickets. Tickets are available. Uh, it's the, uh, the the event starts at six o'clock. Stage show starts at six thirty. So be there. Don't be late. Right. It's be awesome. Excellent. How many people can come? How big? Um, I we usually tip at about fifteen hundred. So okay. we definitely have uh, uh, some space left. But but tickets are going fast. It's 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 amazing to see. Uh, you know, you can just sense that people want to be out and with each other and. and you know, and sharing food and drink and 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 really smiling, um, and and just uh, you know just being out there and enjoying everything that this city has to offer. Excellent. Well, listen, Mike, I really appreciate you joining me today and for sharing everything. And Riz and Ben and uh, Tom Colicchio, it's so great to talk to everybody. Ben, good luck, because you got to you know take it to town uh, on Thursday. And Riz, it's always so good to catch up with you. Riz, tell everybody where they can find you uh, on online or on Instagram, please. Um, yeah, we're at RizDC is our handle online. We have RizDC.com. 
We have right. our to-go menu. I deliver myself every day. So we're happy to deliver to you and certainly welcome, welcome this spring to come to the restaurant. So Rick's at 2275 L Street. Thank you very much, Nikki. Of course. And then tell everybody where they can find you at the point, please. Uh, we're, we're at 2100 Second Street in Southwest DC. Uh, website's www.thepointdc.com. Great. Come on out. We got lots of room for all of you. It's, just, it's a, a massive space. That's very true. Mike Curtin, one last time. Tell us where we can find tickets and where we can find you on Instagram, please. Capitalfoodfight.org for tickets. DC Central Kitchen on all social media platforms. Check us out. Learn about what we've been doing during COVID and our plans. You can look at bringingthekitchenhome.org to see the plans for our new space when we'll be neighbors with Ben down on the Southwest waterfront later this year. Cannot wait. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Well, that was a good show. Now, some of it is a little spotty because Tom Colicchio was calling on his phone uh, and Ben was in his kitchen, so it was really loud. But that part aside, what DC Central Kitchen does is really just amazing. It is an incredible organization and really Every chef in this city supports it. Um, everybody gets involved. They just do incredible stuff from getting food into people's mouths to empowering people and then giving them the skills to actually work in kitchens. It is amazing. So if you don't know it, do check it out. And I do want to thank everybody who joined us today. So we had Mike Curtin of DC Central Kitchen, Tom Colicchio. I don't feel like I need to explain who he is, but he is of Crafted Hospitality and you see him on Top Chef all the time. Uh, we had Chef Riz Lacoste, one of the original champs of the cat food fight, but also the chef of Riz in downtown DC. And this year's one of the contenders, Chef Ben Lampert of the Point DC. So I thank them all for joining me today and sharing their stories. And I thank you for joining me as well. Of course, check out the list, areyouonit.com. You can find out everything about the cat food fight, but also all the events happening in the DC metro area. Follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, tune into Foodie and the Beast every Sunday at 11 a.m. on 1500, or you can go and click on the link and hear it there. I want to thank you for joining me here on Industry Night on Real Fun DC. Uh, it's feeling really good out there. It's just a buzz, and it is great. But please be safe. Always take your kindness pill because there are staffing shortages, and everybody is doing the best they can. Uh, so be kind, please, and have a delicious week. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis, Real Fun DC.